Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So I know it has been a couple of weeks since I uploaded an episode, and I had to take a break last week just because my parents were in town, and let me tell you, that was like the most exhausting four or five days that I had with my parents in quite a while and don't worry I'm gonna talk about it but I am back I feel a lot more refreshed and I enjoyed my break I got to just enjoy myself and relax and kind of brainstorm a little bit more and do some more planning and it really helped having that week off so I am sorry that there was no episode last week, but here I am again. Because I just mentioned my parents' visit, let's dive right into life updates. Oh, wait, before I dive into life updates, I should probably share what we're talking about in today's episode. Today's episode is all about becoming resilient. As an unapologetic bad bitch like yourself, You got to learn how to become resilient in life. And there's definitely a lot of things that I've learned along the way about resiliency and how I've become more resilient. And I'm going to share all of that with y'all because I think it's a really important way to thrive in life. Got a little ahead of myself there, but that's what the episode is about. So let's rewind, go back to life updates with me and talk about my parents' visit. So I didn't actually get to see my parents until Saturday. They got in Friday night, and they had a lot of issues getting here, but besides that, they were getting in late already, so they had no desire to see me Friday night. That morning, I met up with them, or more like they met up with me. They came to my apartment, and I got to show them my apartment since they had never seen it before this was also their first time visiting Portland and Oregon in general and they really liked my apartment I took them to like the farmer's market the Portland Saturday market I show them all around that stuff show them kind of like what I like to do on a Saturday morning which are all those markets later that afternoon we decided to split ways because we had a dinner reservation and so dinner was one of the first things that really just was already making me dread this trip. My mom is just so embarrassing in public. And we had a reservation at one of my favorite restaurants in Portland, and it's called Departure. Basically, my parents were not exactly happy with what's on the menu. My mom complained about everything. She thought everything was going to be too spicy. And she tried to negotiate food with the server and... Let me tell you, it was so fucking embarrassing. I had to order two espresso martinis that night because I could not even deal with it. I wanted to crawl in a hole and never come out because my mom was constantly complaining. But they did end up finding something to eat. They got steak and they were happy. So all is good. And after that, I was ready to be like, okay, goodbye. I've had enough of y'all for the rest of the night. And then the next day, we had plans to go to the Gorge. So that was Father's Day. So it was nice having my dad in for Father's Day weekend. So the weather was not very cooperative. It was raining a ton, which is typical for, you know, the good old Pacific Northwest. And... I had my parents do waterfall tours with me. We were going to go to a couple of waterfalls and see some nature. 
and have them explore that part of the gorge and my mom that morning when I met her up with the hotel she was dressed completely inappropriate for the activities that we were going to be doing she was wearing heels and embroidery jeans and a lightweight denim jacket and I said you cannot wear this for what we're going to be doing and I had warned my mom so many times to pack a rain jacket because there was rain in the forecast and it was going to be a little bit cooler the weekend that they were coming in. She did not listen to me. She didn't pack good walking shoes. And what did she do? She ended up complaining. And there were a couple times where she just wanted to sit in the car. And I'm like, no, I didn't drive you all the way out to the gorge for you to sit in the car. We rented a car, just keep in mind, and I was the one that ended up doing the driving. I did get my mom to change shoes, but it was still inappropriate for what she was wearing. She was cold, she was wet, she complained the whole time. Did not feel bad for her at all. So we spent pretty much all day doing a bunch of waterfall trips. I took them to Horsetail Falls, Multnomah Falls, Bridalvale Falls, and there was the... Wanata Gorge that I showed my dad. My mom stayed in the car for that as I rolled my eyes. Then we got a late lunch slash early dinner at McManaman's Edgefield, which is supposed to be like this really nice little resort out in Trotdale, which is about, I want to say like 30 minutes outside of Portland, not horribly far. And they enjoyed that. Despite my mom's complaining, she said she had fun, but she did more complaining, if anything. And after that, I had enough of my parents. Monday was kind of about the same, except we went to the coast. So I wanted to take my parents to the Tillamo Creamery, and they actually loved that. They thought, they thought that was really fun, and they had a good time there. I took them to a brewery that I really like in Pacific City called Pelican Brewery. And then we drove up to Cannon Beach and I showed them Equal Estate Park, which I had never done before. So we admired a lot of the views out there, enjoyed some nature. And then we, and by we, I really just mean me. I drove the car back down into the little town area and I walked around because I also needed a coffee because I had done so much driving that day. I needed coffee. Had to deal with a lot of my mom complaining about how cold she was. She still wasn't dressed appropriately. She was very tacky. I swear my mom just wore the same thing throughout the past couple of days and I just I don't know why but she did and then Tuesday I was just about ready to just say goodbye my mom tried to start an argument with me and Powell's um I'm not gonna get into the argument about about what it was but literally I had to tell her if you keep behaving like this I'm just gonna go home and I'm just gonna say goodbye and you have a nice flight back to Richmond so she got it together. Then we went to a food cart, um, which was Cartopia, which is one of my favorite food cart pods in the city. It's in Hawthorne. And then I proceeded to get into arguments with my mom there again. I was ready to walk away. And then I think really just after that, I was pretty much done with my parents, mostly my mom. But I mean, overall, it seemed like they did enjoy their visit. I just wish my mom didn't complain the whole time. I wish my mom didn't complain the whole entire time because that woman is literally the reason why I drink. So that was my parents' visit in a nutshell. Another update is 
I started to re-dabble in investing in the stock market again. So if you're not up to date with the news, Bed Bath & Beyond had gone into, they filed for bankruptcy and their stock has been plummeting. It's basically a penny stock. But it is going to be acquired by Overstock because they won the auction. And I think something's supposed to be happening today or this week. And I purchased a decent amount of shares. So I'm praying that I get some good money from this acquisition and how Bed Bath & Beyond is going to be acquired and saved. And that's kind of exciting because that can really help me financially just for a little bit. So I'm feeling very hopeful about that. I also had a really lovely weekend this past weekend. I really got to enjoy my pool at my apartment at time. I got to explore the Vancouver waterfront, which I had never been to before. And I checked out their farmer's market there, which is very lovely. And they had a lot of different things compared to the Portland State Farmer's Market, which is the one that I usually go to every weekend. It was a very wholesome weekend. I was basically with Nicole and Hannah for most of it. And yeah. I definitely would go back again. I, I had a great weekend and I'm sad it's Tuesday as I'm recording this and I'm like, oh my God, I'm already looking forward to the weekend again. And then the last life update that I will probably get into more a little bit later on, but guys, I think it's time that I change careers. So the job market is just still not very kind. Over the past few days, I've gotten a lot more job rejections from roles that I've applied to that I know I'm qualified for, and I am absolutely just losing hope here. And I just don't know if I'm ever going to get another job in recruiting again. There's nothing wrong with my resume. I actually have a very good resume. It's got a lot of accomplishments and impressive things on it. I have close to four years of experience in recruiting, but apparently... My application is just somehow not good enough for these companies. There's just always somebody that's better than me. And I'm just really kind of tired of it. I know what I want to change careers into. I don't want to say what it is yet. It is going to require me to go back to school, but not for very long. Probably a year, less than a year. It's not another master's program. It's not a bachelor's program, but it is something that I am thinking about doing and I know I said I would never go back to school ever again but this is a different kind of school so I don't think it's going to be anything like a serious master's or bachelor program. I mean the program is serious but it's not like you know the level of intense as a bachelor's or master's program. Do you have an idea of what it is? Let me know. So yeah those are all my life updates. Let's get into today's topic which is resiliency oh resiliency i feel like i am just absolutely the queen of resiliency to possess resilience i think it's one of the best traits that we as humans can possess because this allows us to really just bounce back from life's challenges setbacks and failures and i feel like when you're unapologetically living your best bold life you're going to run into challenges and setbacks in life. And it's important to take control and be like Taylor Swift, where you rise up from the dead and that you do it all the time. I think it's 
really important to possess that and it can lead to a lot of personal growth and transformation. I think resilience is crucial for personal development because it allows us to challenge ourselves and it allows us to really dive deep into problem solve and how can we bounce back and pretty much rebuild everything that we have potentially run into that's been holding us back. I think when you build resiliency, it makes you a stronger person. It also can make you a lot smarter too, in my opinion. It helps you learn how to strategize things better. And I feel like with resiliency, with having like this shameless, unapologetic mindset, is that it allows you to say, I'm not going to let this bring me down. Because again, I'm like Taylor Swift. I rise it from the dead. I do it all the time. To have the mindset of, I know this sucks, but I'm going to get over it. It's temporary. And I'm going to kick life's ass because that's how I manifest my life. Everything works out the way that I want it to work out. And when you manifest that mindset, it will manifest out into the universe. What you put out into the universe is what you get. And I do feel like resiliency is kind of a form in manifestation in a way. So when you have that mindset and you embrace it, you'll be surprised at how much you can truly bounce back. I feel like adversity is something we all face. I mean, life is always throwing us curveballs, especially when we least expect it. But that's what the importance of resiliency is. It helps us overcome adversity. I think one of the biggest strategies and mindsets to adopting an approach that can enhance our ability to navigate life through a difficult time is to talk about personal experiences of overcoming adversity. I always think one of the biggest things to mention when it comes to overcoming adversity is to really reflect back on what your situation was. Some things that I have done is I really reflect on the situation and then I figure out, okay, what are some actionable steps I can take to come back from this? So that's one of the first things is create like a little plan, reflect, and then think about what are some good actionable steps you can take in your specific situation to overcome that? Other tips that I have when it comes to developing resiliency is mindset. I know I've, I've just talked about that. It really is important to maintain a positive outlook, which can help you approach challenges with a resilient mindset. And I talked about the reflection where you want to focus on those opportunities for growth and also think about what you learn from those situations and those challenges. Because I do believe that resiliency does help you develop problem solving skills. This is the perfect time to really enhance that because this allows you to approach challenges a lot more effectively. You can break down more complex problems into smaller manageable tasks and it allows you to brainstorm potential solutions. And I feel like when you embrace that proactive and solutions-oriented mindset, you can overcome anything. And then I think the third thing, learn how to become more adaptable. When you learn how to adapt, this allows you to really adjust and to thrive in the face of change and uncertainty. The more you get comfortable with change, 
the easier it is for you to become flexible and to embrace new perspectives. You can seek other alternative approaches and you can be a lot more open to different outcomes and how you want a situation to play out. I think the fourth thing is never stop practicing self-compassion. Life will get tough. And even though I do say like try to stay as positive as possible, it is absolutely okay to recognize the shitty things that do happen with adversity. And I just want to make sure that you are still kind to yourself. And to understand that even when you're faced with setbacks and failures, just know that it's okay to process that and to feel angry and upset with yourself at first, but also just acknowledge that it's going to be okay. I want you to be gentle with yourself. Don't try to self-criticize or self-sabotage in any way because it's okay to make mistakes. Shit happens. Because... That will really help you enhance that growth mindset. You don't want to view your setbacks as failures. You want to frame them into opportunities where you can learn and grow from them. And it helps you realize that these setbacks are temporary. And when you get back onto the path of success, this allows you to help you redefine your worth. The last thing that I want to say is learn from those setbacks. So we just talked about learning from your mistakes, right? This is gonna involve more reflection and to identify if there's any lessons that they offer. You can ask yourself what you can learn from that experience when you're moving forward. Use it as a stepping stone because that is what will help you become more resilient in life. I know I shared my tips first before I talk about my personal experiences because normally I do that after, but. I really wanted to just kind of give this information first because I feel like resiliency is just not talked enough about. And so for me, I thought it was going to be way more important that you take that away than my own personal stories. Like, I mean, I still want to share my own personal stories and I'm not going to share like too much of my personal stories or like spend too much time talking about it. But like, I think a big example for me when it comes to resiliency is that I haven't had the best luck with keeping a job, especially in recruiting. I've gotten fired from two jobs and then I've experienced layoffs from some others. And it has allowed me to not develop a really strong career in recruiting that I would have liked. But what I can tell you is that every one of those jobs has been some sort of learning lesson oh and i forgot to say one other job that i had i voluntarily left because my boss was horrible and i wasn't gonna let her have power of me anymore and i actually quit that job at a really good time and i wasn't unemployed for very long but i rest my case so a lot of those learning lessons is i learned a lot about what i absolutely do not want or need in a workplace environment and I try to apply those in basically other ways to be more careful and choosy with my job search. And even though it takes time for me to find a new job, I've always been able to come back better with a new opportunity every time, especially when it came to pay. Usually, and I'm saying usually because this time around, I don't think I'm going to be able to come back. I do think my 
career in recruiting is coming to a dying end based off the market for recruiters and how this is a really bad time to be recruiters. And I also know that I'm not alone. There are so many recruiters right now that are struggling to find a new job and they're great. Like they have such a great background and they've accomplished a lot and have done so many great things at different companies and they're still being overlooked by other candidates because there's always a candidate that's even better than them. For the most part, I have been resilient in finding a new job, but I do think that I am gonna come back stronger with this career opportunity that I am looking at and I actually think it's gonna be making me a lot more money than I ever would have in corporate America. So just you wait, y'all. Another opportunity where I had to practice resiliency was having my whole life overhauled when I was in San Francisco because I lost my first recruiting job. I was having a hard time finding a new recruiting job and um, it was getting close to when the pandemic was starting. Little did I know what 2020 was gonna have in store regarding the job market and people losing their jobs. I was devastated when I had to move back home to my parents in Richmond. I had to leave San Francisco. I was so unhappy about it, but I could not find a job because I couldn't afford to live there. About a month in, I got a job and it was back in SF and I was so happy because I was finally on my way to moving back. So you wanna know what I did to afford my way moving back because I already had spent a lot of money to move my stuff all the way back there and to book the plane ticket. And then guess what? I had to do it again. God help me, right? So I drove for Postmates during my unemployed time and I used that money to basically fund my relocation back to San Francisco and my deposit that I had gotten back from my last place, I used that for my next deposit and rent that I was gonna have for my new place in San Francisco. And I was able to fully fund my whole trip because I planned a really good strategy on how I was gonna make it happen in a short amount of time. And then after I moved, I got laid off from that job three weeks later, but I did stay longer than I thought but it wasn't until the beginning of 2021 where my life was being overhauled again because I had lost another job that I had gotten in 2020. Got laid off twice in 2020, mind you. Not a good time. But this time I had a better option that was going to allow me to stay on the West Coast. And that is when I decided that I was going to move to Portland. What a great decision that's turned out to be. I mean, Portland's been so good to me. I was able to kind of scrap up as much unemployment checks as I could to afford a cheap room in a house. So I was paying a lot less in rent. And of course, right as I was getting ready to move to Portland, I got a new remote job that was gonna be paying me a good livable wage for Portland. I didn't have to live off my unemployment while I was searching for a remote job in Oregon. And it worked out so well. So after a horrible hard year of 2020 where my anxiety was through the roof and nothing was going my way and I was spiraling into depression, I was in a pretty dark place. We were all in a dark place in 2020. I was able to finally come back and I made a whole episode 
about my comeback year. So I've, I've kind of done an episode on resiliency now that I think about it, but I didn't really like dive into how life-changing resiliency is. I just focused more on like just how I kind of came back from the adversity that I experienced in 2020. Those are some of the three biggest moments of, I guess you could say adversity that I've experienced and how I've overcome it. It did take a lot of strategizing, but for me, that's what I had to do. And I really do think strategizing and making a plan and really honing in on your problem solving skills is so, so, so important. Because when you do that, you can be taking over the world and continuing to be a badass after you've dealt with all the bullshit. That's basically how I want to end this episode. I do want to leave you with one final thought, though. Embrace resilience and continue to be unapologetic about how you grow, how you practice self-care, because that's going to allow you to live a much more empowered and fulfilling life. It's okay to stumble along the way because trust me, you're gonna do that. You're gonna stumble. You're gonna fall flat on your face, but guess what? You will get back up again. It may take some time, but I promise you, this is temporary. Keep getting back up and I promise you will come back being stronger than you will before. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please make sure that you leave a great review on your favorite podcast listening platform and just know that you can always, always, always email me at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode.